0: I don't know. If you want to talk about it, we can.
1: I mean, you I I believe you did suggest to me a few weeks ago that I should be more open on the podcast. We're talking about me. That's not you being open. True, true. But I mean, I mean, tit for tat, it's a two way street. Mm-hmm. Um so I mean, whatever feels comfortable for you.
0: If you have questions about it, feel free to ask them. I don't know, I guess I feel weird just talking about it on my own. Okay. <laughs>
1: should ask questions
0: i don't know anyways you want to do this (laughs) yes please (laughs) hi this isn't benjamin light
1: (laughs) and hi i am october's sweet little bitch marco sparks
0: hmm oh this is this is starting well welcome to headcanon (laughs) (laughs) so so who are you then uh my name is james okay in the terra firma you're you're still marco yeah for now um so why why are you james
1: have you always been james or is this a new thing Mm, good question
0: um (laughs) mostly just because I've been doing this for a while. Like I'm like sending out query letters to agents, and it's weird to be like, "Oh yeah, and I have this popular podcast, but it's under a different name." That's not weird, you know. So I don't know. Streamlining. I
1: don't think that is weird, but I can understand if it feels weird to you. I I can't imagine you're like the only person who's in a situation like that. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I guess it just seemed weird to kind of like explain in a roundabout way in a query letter.
1: Hmm.
0: Anyway, I'm James. You're like I'm James, and I will not sign away my name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm not planning to publish anything. If hopefully something is published under Benjamin Light, so you know, mm-hmm. sooner or later, I got to rip the bandaid off. And hey, Benjamin Light was never even really like
1: your your first most powerful nom de plume. Your nom de guerre.
0: I have many names. <laughs> Please excuse me. <laughs> Won't you guess those names? Uh... <laughs> All right. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's let's do some actual head canoning. Uh, yeah. This week on the pod, we're going to be talking about The Edge of Seventeen, Haley Stanfield movie. Mm-hmm. Before we do that, we're going to talk a little bit about what we're watching, reading, and listening to. And then at the end, we thought it'd be fun to talk about our uh, our YouTube diets. So what are you watching? What am I watching? Uh, this is, I don't know, we don't have a water plane, so I'm putting it here. I have Haven't been watching much. I mean, I guess you, but um, I've I've been playing a shit ton of Horizon Zero Dawn. I'm like determined to beat that game and be done with it. Like I have, it's kind of disgusting how many video games I've bought and just like, hey, look, I bought it. It's sitting there on my shelf. I'm never gonna play it because I'm too busy. So I'm like, I'm I'm going to play this game and beat it and at least say that I've got my money worth out of it. Cool. What is this game? It's called Horizon Zero Dawn. It's like this open world game where um, it's kind of like post-apocalyptic. Like the world has like reverted back to kind of like this hunter-gatherer, you know, society. There's like, but like there's animals. But then there's also all these robots that look like animals and you like mm-hmm. hunt robots. I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's interesting. It's It's very well made. But I feel like it it might be lacking a little bit of that special something that would make it like you know Zelda or Witcher or something like that. I mean, it's better probably better design than like say Skyrim for example. Okay. But I feel like it it's missing something. But it's fun. I finally the reason I started playing it again like I'd been like playing it once every month and like I had it on like the hard mode, so like every time I pick it up, I suck again because I haven't played it forever. And so finally, I was like why am I doing this? Like, I'm just going to put it on easy. Like, what, what am I trying to prove? You know, I'm just going to get through the game. You're like, I always order
1: the spiciest ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So I don't know if we ever talked about it on the pod. Cause I want to say our first of the rebooted head cannons. We discussed this at, at length. How do you feel about, uh, uh, mustache man
0: as the witcher? Oh, cavill. Um, yeah. well, he's no Keegan Allen. Uh, if they get the look right, mm-hmm. like, it would be annoying if they're like, well, we know he has white hair in the books and the video game, but now we decided it's Henry Cavill. So he can't look like that. Like that would be annoying.
1: And he has a mustache. Yeah. You just inspired in my head. Like if you go rogue, he's, he's
0: been ordered to kill you. That's the job. (laughs) But I don't know. It's encouraging. I mean, I, I think a character like Geralt of Rivia from the witcher, who's kind of like a smarmy asshole is better suited to Cavill than, um, Superman. Okay. Um, I think he has, a, and we were talking about this in the mission possible podcast. He has a little bit of, uh, I don't know, an oily sinisterness about him. He's a scoundrel. I've only
1: seen the one episode of the Tudors and he's, he's a scandalous boy in that one. Yeah. He's a, he's a bit of a bad, uh, bad seed, mm-hmm. putting his bad seed in other people's houses or something. Um,
0: Okay, I just huh. wonder what
1: accent he'll use. I hope it's that. I hope it's that weird American accent from Mission Impossible.
0: I mean, I believe, if I recall correctly, in the video game, it's an American accent, but like, it's based on like Polish books, so who knows? I don't know. <laughs> All I remember is
1: watching you play that game in the fucking like bar or whatever. And what is the one character's name? Is <laughs> like okay. Buddy.
0: Oh, um, Dandelion.
1: Dandelion, Dandy. Dandy. Lion, yeah, <laughs> and then at some point you're just like standing around, like watching like a strumpet dance.
0: Oh, well, that was just for your benefit, that's not most of the game. Okay, anyways, what are oh, you watching?
1: You. Yeah, I'm just watching you a lot. Uh, watching you, uh, The Sinner Ended since our last podcast. Oh, uh, yeah, I still need to catch up on that.
0: You should, yeah. Um, I don't like cults, okay. Uh, there's cults in the new season and I don't know I got two episodes in and lost steam do you like big sexual rocks eh. okay. are, are cults involved I just I don't think cults are very good dramatic fodder because mm. it's either you're brainwashed and you're in the cult or you've seen the light and you're getting away like I don't know just, I find it dramatically inert
1: mm. Mm. okay um, and then I guess I'm still hanging in on the venture bros but it's lost a little steam for me in this season. Like it started yeah. off a lot of energy and then I feel is like it,
0: I'm, it's done now, right? I don't think so. I think Isn't it a... just eight episodes? Oh, I think there's, I thought there was a few more. Is there more? I don't know. The eighth one felt we... like it could have been a finale. Which one is that now? Um, the one where Dr. Mrs. The Monarch has to make a decision about whether or not she's, she's going to like join the like council so, where they do their last arching.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: think, Think there's one more.
1: No, there's there's two more.
0: Oh really? Oh cool.
1: Oh that's good. No, sorry, right, there's one more. I, okay. I
0: can't. I mean, I don't know. I've been enjoying it. The only critique I would have is it felt like they were really building something with Hank and Dean in the first half of the season, and then they like practically disappeared in the second half.
1: Oh shit! I've only apparently I've only. Fuck me! What's happening in my life? I've only seen. I'm one episode behind. I guess I. You and I are talking about eight. And there's been a nine and hmm. ten. It's the last one. Hmm, cool. Um. Uh. So the the unicorn in captivity, that episode.
0: Oh yeah, that was fun. What What'd you think? I enjoyed it. Nice uh, uh, Kubrick references.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, they just steered the ship right in that. I have a lot of orgy questions. Do you? Uh, I do. Yeah. Uh. I'm gonna assume I don't want to sound too hard, but I'm assuming you've not been to an orgy.
0: Don't assume. But no. okay.
1: at least i mean i I mean i imagine there's like group sex and then there's like eyes wide shut orgies i
0: I did read that orgy book the sexual life of Catherine m so you know i almost feel like i've been to one that is a fantastic book i highly recommend it um i was thinking about getting that for steve for his birthday which is coming up Mm.
1: soon if he can handle it um this is the hell of a start to the podcast i guess my question is what would be your game plan when you go to an orgy like i wouldn't go to one You want to go to an orgy? No, I'm good. But what if it's like crazy world leaders, Illuminati shit, just like seats of power? Sex saddles of power? It would be like
0: every party I go to. I just kind of find a place in the corner and like look at the person's book collection probably.
1: Okay. Would you steal their Osmo of Oz? Yes. (laughs) I mean. No, I wouldn't.
0: I don't know. I'm not the kind of person who. Well, I guess it depends on how much it pissed me off, but normally not the
1: kind of person who steals. Oh, the stealing of the book as opposed mm-hmm. to going to the orgy. Yeah. I mean, like I would certainly go to like a white rose orgy where someone's like playing like a liar and like the stock market's crashing. That sounds fun. That was uh, an orgy. That was like a weird. Oh, fancy oh only because of, of where that episode ended. Okay, <laughs> sure. They filmed for five more minutes.
0: <laughs> oh, long enough timeline. All the those come off.
1: But I, I like the the classy nature of the like eyes wide shut uh, slash venture bros orgy where it's like yeah we're gonna stop and talk about some uh, old medieval art here that also has to do with just like how people hold on to power. I don't. I guess. I guess I have less. I have less orgy questions because I don't feel like <laughs> you're into the orgy questions. Um, what are you reading?
0: Uh, I am just well, obviously the perfectionist, but I'm just about. To start reading Veronica Mars and The Thousand Dollar Tan Line,
1: is that the first one after the movie?
0: Yeah, I just ordered them both. I have them. I have not yet had a chance to read them because I've been playing too many video games. But yeah, that's next on my list. Cool, cool. What I'm about very, you? What are you I'm very interested? I'll I'm very interested in like I know they put
1: out like the general plot of the show, the new show. It'll be serialized, eight episodes. I'm very curious about that. Especially just following that movie, where the movie was very fan servicey and this
0: is a little mm-hmm. more. Well, supposedly serious. this book is like kind of what the original movie was going to be until they decided to go full fanservice. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, what are you reading, though? Um, I just read a book called Quiet Neighbors by an author named Katrina McPherson. Um, like a Scottish, I guess it's cozy mystery. What is a cozy mystery? I've been seeing that word a lot lately in my agent research.
1: I think a cozy mystery is one
0: where your detective is uh, like murder. She wrote basically a, a little
1: bit, They're a little funny daddy. There's, there's not a lot of harm that can come upon them. It's not going to be anything too graphic for sure. It's, it's a little not, safer. It's not like the snowman. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like Harry holes adventures. I gave you all the clues. Yeah. Apparently that movie is, is because of just somebody quit during it and they just couldn't
0: reshoot or something. Yeah, so nah, sure.
1: Like apparently, there's a script that does make sense.
0: I, I don't. <laughs> it just
1: wasn't that. filmed. I don't believe
0: that. Um, what are you listening to?
1: Um, it's been very weird. My my listening habits over the last week, few weeks. Uh, a lot more garbage. I think I had told you it was very weird to go to the gym and and unfortunately, like the elliptical in front of the or under the fan is always the one that plays Fox News. So like that night, I was watching the Kavanaugh hearing. Oh, you got to change that and like silence is golden comes on the headphones and i was just like oh, i got to leave um and then like just whatever like i can pull from itunes whenever and like you know hey this album is coming out in 3 weeks here's like three songs from it there's a a band called young the giant i really like some of the songs off their new album young the- vagina young the giant okay yeah no no not young vagina i mean that so could that- be a band name that would shoot up the, the charts. That would be a Zane, Lone, Zane Lowe Zane world record, whoever that is. Um, hearts is another band that I like. They have an, album coming out. Um, and then I've, I've been like diving back into, I don't know if you do this, but I do this thing throughout the year with my, like, I, I set up an iTunes playlist just called end of the year, 2018 or whatever. And just, it's like a diary where it's just a song. It's like, if I've been coming back to this song a lot, or if it means something to me throughout the course of the year, I just throw it in this playlist, and and you know periodically I check in and I'm like, okay, what are these various songs? So I've been diving back in that. It's been a very, it's been a very strange up and down, hmm. rocky road
0: of of music. But yeah, so I, I've been. I uh, used to do like yearly playlists, like this is my my songs from this year, or whatever. You know, um, I feel like I stopped doing it eventually just because I don't listen to that much new music anymore. Right. Um, just you know, well, you get old. Music sucks. But yeah, so I used to do that.
1: The rule that I have for myself is essentially that I'm not afraid to put like older music on it. I'm not but afraid. It's, well, whatever. I mean, be brave. Be best. Yeah, I'm, yeah, seriously. I'm trying to live my best life here. Mm-hmm. Get off my fucking back. <laughs> um, but it's not like it's very strange like I, I can't just be sitting here and think like oh what's an old song that I quite like you know and then like going at it it's that's it's, the feel appropriate to, me, to the year yeah well it's got to come to me in some fashion so yeah. some of the songs that are on this year it's it's like I don't know It was like in the TV show and then I started thinking about that song and I started listening to
0: it a lot so um if I were to do one for this year "Hugging and Kissing" by Big Black Delta would definitely be on it <laughs> <sighs>
1: I if you uh, you need to send that to me as like as a ringtone, (laughs) um, but like I was shocked to find myself that I have sixty three songs on my end of the year twenty eighteen list so far, and I usually it's not that many. I think I started in twenty eleven. Just keep going.
0: What about you? What do I listen to? Um, just Big Black Delta. Yeah, that Art of Doubt by Metric just came out, so that's been my new writing album to listen to. Mm. Um. yeah, just lots of that. I like it. I don't know. I haven't fully absorbed it yet, but I feel like I'm getting there.
1: Yeah, it's it's really good. I mean, I I go back to Now or Never Now
0: a lot. That's just a really good song. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah, it's really. Shall we talk about the Edge of Seventeen? Yeah. Do you want to start? Uh yeah, we should just say obviously spoiler alert for this movie. It's not really spoilable. I I don't know. I mean, We'll, we can discuss, but, um, but yeah, we're going to jump right in. Uh, we should say this is directed by, uh, written and directed by Kelly Freeman Craig. starring was Haley Stanfield. All right. So my opening statement, um, watching this movie, I was really struck at how different teen movies are now, or at least I suppose the ones that I watch now, like I don't know if there's like other more bullshit teen movies out there, but like compared to we were in high school, I don't know. it Makes me wonder, like, what today's kids will be like when they grow up. Like, it can only be a good thing that they're not watching these coming of age movies where, like, Ethan Embry convinces Jennifer Love Hewitt to fall in love with him by writing like a magical fucking letter. You know, <laughs> um, it feels like The Edge of Seventeen, like Lady Bird, eighth grade to some extent. It's part of this sort of new wave of like more authentic teen films. It's more about mm-hmm. like the emotional truth and kind of like the cheap thrills for teen audiences. Maybe they're not really for teen audiences. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It would be good for the, if teens watch them. I thought Haley Sandfield did a great job playing a character that's so aggressively juvenile at times that she's hard to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if kids actually do watch these movies, but I think if they did, they'd be better off. I suspect that they
1: watch, and then like they watch again later, and they're like, oh, Okay.
0: Yeah. I mean I'm sure there's deeper things that can be gleaned from this with perspective, but they're still very different from the types of movies we used to get, like you know, teen movies and whatnot. It's interesting you mentioned because I was just thinking like,
1: were were older teen movies more based on like a, a a deviousness in the courtship process? And now they're more based about like an openness and honesty and like I, I guess I'm thinking of like, this is not really a teen movie per se, but like Back to the Future. And it's like, regardless of like the sexual violence of, you know, towards his mom, but it's all about just like, hey, buddy, like you need to save her. We need to manufacture a situation where you save mm-hmm. her life from another attacker. Like, well, so it's you a can whole, manipulate her into falling in love. It's a whole
0: pop culture generation, like music and, you know, movies and TV is like all created by the theoretical like you know person who hated high school and was picked on and then went to hollywood and made it big and now like these are this is their idealized world of what high school should have been you
1: know so if you have a chip on your shoulder write that script and then put it in a drawer and never show anyone (laughs) (laughs) and we've all been there uh so it's another movie set in portland i mean to me this this movie feels yeah it's set in portland didn't even notice it yeah yeah it feels like an interesting flip side to all the boys to me at least to me um i just wrote this note down there so it's not really part of my thing i like that the romantic male romantic lead here is nice but super boring but not a pushover but anyways it's like i don't think this is a masterpiece but i really enjoyed it i enjoyed it when i watched it first a year ago i enjoyed it a lot more when i watched it a couple weeks ago um it was a, a more self-reflective eye i mean i it, if we still think of teen movies as being this very john hughes type of thing i find this to be very worthy in that canon. Because it's sometimes it's a sometimes messy movie about messy people, who, and it doesn't quite let them off the hook. Um, there's a line I just saw from like the Rolling Stone review today where the Haley Sanford character acts out, becomes self, self-centered and self-righteous, behaves kindly, behaves badly, bumps against the bar of how narcissistic a protagonist can be without losing an audience. And I think that sums it up nicely. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a story of like a real 17-year-old or a person trying on a varied wardrobe of personas. So basically, essentially, I am just say Nadine is me as a teenager – and as an adult, um, aggressively juvenile. Thank you. I wear that. Um, but I, I like this direction this directing debut by Kelly Freeman Craig, who also wrote it. Uh, it gives a little more sense of completeness to me. And I saw that she's like one of the screenwriters on whatever that new Transformers movie with Seinfeld. So I have to assume yeah. it's a star being like, I need a screenwriter I can trust I if can't I'm gonna tell to say you this is
0: garbage. I can't tell you how much I hate that trailer every time I see it. I can't even remember it, that trailer, it, but it feels almost offensive that they're like putting on a light dusting of like girl power over like their stupid bullsh- bullshit robot movie. You know that, that's like how I interpret in the, it. Set in the eighties or something? Uh, who knows? Who cares? Hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to see it. So yeah. fuck, it. fuck, fuck Transformers. Fuck John Cena. That's what I think. Yeah, John Cena? I think so. Okay. I don't know. Ember, Chain, and Tatum—they look the same to me. <laughs> shall we talk about top moments
1: yeah let's talk about top moments do
0: you have any honorable mentions i have two i have one so you go first
1: okay my number five is uh nadine takes a pill and lays down in bed and the phone rings and she's just like hey i can't talk right now and she hangs up <laughs> and then she calls back because she feels bad and she's like i just took some medicine i'll call you when it kicks in i I don't take antidepressants, but I thought it was a very real depiction of people who were like, look, I'm just trying to be okay before I give myself to you on the phone or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just how awkward that can be, especially if that's talking on the phone. It's awkward as fuck now for people. I mean, like you and I grew up in a generation, I think, where we're like not going to do texting. That's weird. I'm going to talk to you on the phone. Well, for maybe, a while.
0: Yeah. It'll yeah. And then
1: yeah. and then eventually we just got, I, I got succumbed into the wave. If I to talk to you on the phone, I really like
0: you. <laughs> I mean, if you want to play the holy shit world game, I remember seeing commercials where like you can take a picture with your like sheet little phone and and send it to someone in a message, and it'll t- cost like a dollar to send it. I remember yeah, thinking I that is so fucking stupid. Why would anyone ever want to do that? We're old as dirt uh My honorable mention is when the mother Mona is close to the end and she's contemplating what text to send to Nadine. She kind of, you know, thinks about it a couple times. She's trying not to be predictable. And then she just, she just settles on, okay. Yeah. That
1: I had a lot of, I don't know, it was kind of a lot of back and forth on that,
0: like how I feel.
1: Hmm. I want um, on, on one hand, it's like, I get that she's like, like Nadine, she has to like avoid her patterns, you know, to mm-hmm. make it worse, to agitate it, to lash out. Um, but it's like sometimes it's like maybe okay. <laughs> you, you, I don't know. You could show that you care a little bit more. But whatever. Uh, my number four is it's a small moment. I think this might be. This is a movie of small moments. Yeah. And it, some of these, these top moments are a little bit arbitrary because there's a lot of good scenes and some okay scenes. Um, but I was say like this might be like a movie where Woody Harrelson just really works for me. Especially doing so little. But when she's you know in his past Woody,
0: Woody is flexing through this whole movie.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is, but this is his strength right here. Mm -hmm. This is his strength. Like, he's wasted in those Now You See Me, especially that second one. He's double wasted. Uh, But he's, you know, she's a mess of emotion. She's just done this crazy thing. And she's come to this one person can talk to, which is this teacher. And he just gets up and walks around the desk and he gives her half his cookie. And she's
0: like, why are you doing that? And he's like, to make you feel better. Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, my number three is when he's reading the text that Nadine like sent to uh, Nick Mossman there, and he's like, "Oh, this doesn't sound so bad so far." And he's like, "And I'll give you. Hmm. I want you to put your your mouth on my." Hmm.
1: <laughs> it, my number three is also that scene where he's just like, "You're complicated and simple," <laughs> and then she's like, "Say something, please," and he's just like, "You need to watch out for run on sentences."
0: <laughs> yeah. Again, it's this is this is his strength. He can make that work. Yeah. Uh, so, mind number two is that where right now? Yep. Yep. Um, just the, I don't know. I, I mostly just like this line. It was such a dagger uh, when Nadine has come to work with uh, Mona there, her mother, and her mom says, "Your dad would be so disappointed in the way you're turning out." Mm-hmm. That's just so fucking harsh. I love it well
1: especially isn't this right after they've just had an argument about how mona just keeps saying my husband my husband my husband like she won't give her the satisfaction of being your father Mm -hmm. and it's like fine your father would be disappointed uh my number two is she's had a wild night out and she reaches out again to the only person she knows which is this teacher that she knows doesn't really know anything about and he comes picks her up takes her back to his place because she needs a safe harbor she walks in his home and he has a real life like he has a wife and a baby, and the wife is played by Andy from Dawson's Creek. But is
0: that, who that just, was okay. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. Who's just again just a super small role. Get uh, She's just like, What's she knows nothing about this guy, but there's so much you assume about your teachers. And she's like, What's a baby doing in your home? And he looks over and he's he's Woody Harrelson So he's like, What the fuck is that thing? How did it get in here? And it's like, Hey, this is my fucking life, you know.
0: Right mm-hmm. on. Yeah. So my number one, just this exchange, just allow me to to read you this monologue here. This is Nadine. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to tell you the real reason I'm having lunch with you today. You see, I don't really have any friends at the moment. And to be completely honest with you, I'm not interested at all. My entire generation is a bunch of mouth breathers. They literally have a seizure if you take their phone away for a second. They can't communicate without emojis. And they actually think that the world wants to know uh, that they're eating a taco, exclamation point, smiley face, smiley face. Like we give a fuck. I am an old soul. I like old music and old movies and even old people I have nothing in common with the people out there and they have nothing in common with me. And then Mr. Brunner says Nadine and Nadine says Max and he says, maybe nobody likes you. (laughs) And she thinks about it and says, you're a dick. (laughs) Why did you like that moment? Mostly for the, I mean, I'm not like, yeah, get get him getting him millennials. He says, no, I just I like more that um, Mr. Bruner is just like, maybe nobody likes you. Mm. Like he really just cuts to the core. That's always the flip side to it, though, right? It's it's sarcastic, but not without its kernel of truth. Well, I think it's not if, without if, addressing her fear. I think that nobody likes yeah. her.
1: Yeah, I mean, but when you're young and you have all these like righteous hot takes, like. Mm-hmm like there's a flip side to it. It's like, maybe this is why you've sold so completely into this philosophy Mm -hmm. because you're running for something else. Uh, my number one, I really didn't have a number one until like, I don't know, 25 minutes ago. It's when Nadine apologizes to her bro in the hallway at night and they hug it out. It's, I don't know why, but I don't know. I guess, like I said, watching it with new eyes and it's not the end of their disputes of each other. It's maybe the beginning or something, but, um, I don't know. I, I mean, they, they had some like harsh words for each other throughout the movie, and and there, you see why they have issues with each other. But I I don't know. I appreciate again. It's it's not a messy. It's, it's a messy like letting go of the drama of the movie. Um. So, there you go.
0: All right. Well, any uh, complaints? Not really. No. Not for me. You? I, I also some. Please. Um, Maybe this isn't a complaint, just an observation. I felt like I could anticipate every single story beat coming before it happened. Like, I I, I knew the dad would die. I knew there'd be, like, the shitty bad boy who she has, like, the bad experience with before she goes and settles on, like, the dorky kinder friend. Uh, I knew her friend is gonna fuck her brother. I knew when the big speech from Darian was coming, like, I knew there'd be some sort of unexpected twist with Mr. Bruner's home life. Like, it was all fine, but I wonder if almost by, like, trying to be different and authentic these movies are like establishing their own sort of teen movie formula now because it just everything felt very expected to me
1: yeah it's definitely a a modern retelling of this very timeless uh, myth of the teen movie
0: I mean were you were you like dreading like oh I know this is going or were you just like dreading but just kind of like comfortable but, but knowing at the same time like like for example the the bit with woody harrelson like having like a wife and kid like wasn't unexpected me at all i'm like oh they're they're not gonna do the like yeah he's just like this grumpy guy who lives alone he they're mm-hmm. you know they can't they have to put some sort of unexpected twist on it and of course they do well and and the interesting thing about this is with a movie you want the
1: widest possible audience but some movies are especially geared towards certain people primarily so i i don't know if this was meant for teens primarily and I wonder like if they don't have the reference point of the other things to draw upon. Whereas I I don't I wouldn't personally view that as a criticism for me because it's more like as an older person, I should kind of know ten minutes before where, where Nadine's story's going,
0: because that's but I guess it's, it's, a, it's a redemption story. As life, regard. you know that, but as a movie, I feel like it should be a little more unexpected. Okay. Like it's it's almost like it's trying to be so realistic and kind of true to life that I feel like it, it robs it of some of the drama. Like if everyone was just like, fuck off at the end. <laughs> Even then, I feel like you it, it would still be like, yeah, I can, I can see why they're doing that. Cause they want to, you know, put a twist on the typical ending of a teen movie, you know, where she doesn't get the guy. I don't know. She runs down the street
1: on new year's Eve to like, tell him that she accepts all his flaws. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And they, huh? Alright, um, one other complaint. All the names in this movie are wrong for the characters, like all of them. I don't know what's going on with the naming of this movie, the naming of the people in this movie, but they're all terrible names. Nadine, Darian, her Darian. mom's name is Mona. She's That mom is just not a Mona at all. Um, Mr. Bruner or whatever his name is. Yeah, I don't know. Just, none of these names are right. It was annoying. Erwin, mm. mm. What? Erwin Kim? Yeah. Well, Erman Kim, I feel like Krista, they're, Krista they're very, is close, but
1: they're very like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I appreciate that they're all off kilter. Yeah. It's not like one or two, like, like you know, first of all, Darian, what a
0: fucking name. Yeah, I know. Uh, Nick Mossman. Nick Mossman. That's the only one that felt even slightly on point to me. Supposedly cool guys
1: named Nick. Mm-hmm. Do you want to fuck in the Petland stockroom, Yeah,
0: yeah. All right, well, should we get into some general discussion? Yeah, let's do that. Um,
1: So Woody Harrelson gives her shit about her wardrobe, like right at the beginning. I kind of think her outfits work
0: as far as, I uh, don't know, like a, like a team of, st- of yeah, some kind of style. I don't know. This looked very, very bad, very like the bad part of the 80s to me. Okay, well. Yeah, I wasn't digging this look at all. Just any of her looks or just the beginning? In general, yeah. I don't know. Do kids dress like this? Because that's tragic.
1: Just, we just need to drive past the high school and slow down so you can critique some fashion.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Are you wearing that to school? Seriously? <laughs> did you see the softer side of Sears, Willow Rosenberg?
0: <laughs> did did you find it distracting that her friend Krista really, really, really looks like a like a mini Kristen wig?
1: Um, no, because I'm I'm familiar with the career of Haley Lou. Are uh, you uh, I am. I okay. am. Haley Lou is the significant other of Keegan Allen's best bro. And I am shocked. that You don't know that. Yeah. And, and of the three of them, she is by far the superior actor. She's also in Columbus of John Cho, which is a pretty good movie. And she's fantastic in it. Um, she's a little bit wasted in this movie. Mm, uh, she looks so Tr- Kristen, Kristen wig lookalike aside to you. Um, I, I, do want to say i appreciate that the last line of his mock suicide note is have a nice life without me fuckers
0: (laughs) oh when this dad shows up on screen at the beginning of the movie you just know immediately oh this dude's fucking dead all right man yeah like you're just waiting for it to happen like is it going to be really horrifying is it going to be embarrassing i feel like this guy is like slightly more dignified in his exit than like the flash from dawson's creek but not by much (laughs) but i mean he's too idealized and mona is too much of a shipwreck you're it, just it, waiting for this guy to have a fucking heart attack you're just like ooh,
1: is is uh is something involving an ice cream cone like <laughs> the uh the ultimate nice guy death
0: let's <laughs> <laughs> avoid ice cream cones man i thought the uh the scenes with the um the weird little like caterpillar thing they find and then it dies and they hug in the bathroom pretty good work for child actors who probably you're not getting much out of them you know
1: yeah, that should have been my honorable mentions just because it's like two hours later they're burying that caterpillar <laughs> at sea. <laughs> um, yeah. So Nadine has a brother named Darian, who's played by a dude named Blake. That's which Blake is, Jenner. We've seen him on the pod before. He's the former Mister Supergirl. Yeah, the dude from Everybody Wants Some. Um, no, was, did he date? He okay. was married. That's right. Yeah. That's why he's
0: he was the former Mister Supergirl.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. It Nadine looks has weird a brother.
0: His hair in this, I just. I oh, don't know. yeah.
1: He's. Because he's, he's like 25 dude. or something. He's a weird looking dude to me. Yeah. Like, But Nadine has a brother named Darian, who's played by a dude named Blake, is the weirdest sentence I've ever had to mm-hmm. write down. Um, yeah, I thought it was funny that Nadine likes spoilers. He's like, um, go ahead and spoil it for me so I don't have to watch it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, so there's some people who are like that. Yeah. They want to know ahead of time, you know? Yeah.
1: Um what did you think of Erwin Kim? Um,
0: I liked him as a character. He was sort of dorky but endearing. He um he really, really, really reminds me of my dentist, actually, because like he, they have hmm. the exact same voice and mm-hmm. they look fairly similar. And so I just the whole time I was just thinking about like this was like the origin story of my dentist or something.
1: You're just like you're like you're watching his scene and you're just like open and wide. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, do your worst, Rowan Kim. <laughs> um, I mean, for part of the movie, he's like an all right dude in a way that makes me uncomfortable. Uh, like, I don't know, certain levels of good people. I don't know what to do with that. Mm-hmm. I was like trying to place him for the longest time. I know I've seen him in various things, but I think he's briefly Jason's fake soulmate in like an episode or two of The Good Place. Amongst mm-hmm. other things. Oh,
0: really? Okay.
1: When he has like the other fake monk that's like his soulmate for like one of the iterations oh I didn't
0: even recognize him okay
1: yeah um I'm just jumping around in my my notes here because they're kind of scattered but like it's a very real team thing I guess Uh, crawling out of the bathroom after vomiting your brains out to your brother's room to find your best friend giving him a hand
0: oh yeah nothing like a morning handy working it Uh, before that Darian he gets in a pretty good dig when they're like screaming at each other and she mentioned something about her friends and he says did you just say friends plural (laughs) it's very mean but in a way that siblings can be mean to each other
1: yeah were you like that with your siblings oh yeah
0: total asshole I guess we have to be safe here because one of your siblings listens to this (laughs) (laughs) Um, how, how did you feel about Krista? I've, I was just doing a little bit of research and ran into like a few Reddit threads online where people are kind of arguing about whether or not she was a good friend or a bad friend.
1: Well, that is an interesting question, isn't it? Um, <laughs> wow, you're a cheeky fucker. Uh, you know what, though? I don't think Krista's a bad friend, but um, obviously in this situation, there's a level of delicacy that will never be correct. You know, it's it's she never deceives Nadine. I don't think. I, I I
0: generally believe it's not like this. This was planned. I, I, I feel alliance. like uh, Nadine probably handled it fairly poorly with her like her ultimatums and and whatnot. I mean, I can see where Nadine is coming from. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, I mean, obviously she's a teenager, so she's you know she's not really communicating. I think the the angst that she's feeling because. I, I'm trying to think. This reminds me of another movie I've seen. Although I just, it's not coming to my mind. Just that idea of like, there's these two friends, and they're kind of like, uh, you know, friendly in their shared misery. And then mm-hmm. like one of them starts to want to branch out and do stuff, and the other mm-hmm. like doesn't know how to handle it. I can't think of what movie that is, but I swear I've seen another movie that's like very similar to that. It's a lot of movies. It's
1: mm-hmm.
0: A lot of movies called
1: All of Our Lives. Uh, I mean, that happens too, and that's it's interesting because the the Darian situation is just. Was floating on the waves of that. You know, like, like you said, the commiserating and misery. But Chris a little more, I don't know, there's more to life and she wants to experience all of it. And Nadine's thing is more about keeping a barrier between her and the world. Mm-hmm. And Chris is very much a part of that barrier. I mean, well, you do you, can, you think Chris is a bad friend?
0: Not really. Um, I don't know. It was a party. They were all kind of drunk. I mean, not the way. Probably she would would have wanted to break the news to Nadine. I'm sure getting caught, I mean, giving her a handy, giving him a handy. Um,
1: also, if you're
0: if you're managing to
1: be so enamored of someone that you're like, let's duet. Like after I've been cleaning
0: up dog piss, <laughs> go of God. Get I mean, it. I don't know. I've, I've never been in a situation like this with a sibling. I don't know, like you know, bro code, sis or whatever. Like how? I'm not sure about that one but um Mm. yeah i don't know it's
1: It's like a porno setup
0: (laughs) you can tell that um i I think krista like nadine's always like trash talking darian Mm. and krista just kind of agrees because she's a friend but like you probably get the idea that like these they've all grown up together obviously like krista's been friends there since they're like four or something so like She's probably been noticing this dude for a while now. I, I like it probably wasn't totally a spur of the moment thing. hmm. Um, and I mean, I, it seems like he's portrayed as like, you know, the popular like BMOC. So you could definitely see why she would want a piece of that.
1: But also part of being someone's friend in hearing their narrative isn't necessary that you agree with that narrative. Mm hmm you support them you, su- you but you see all of them and you're like okay i get why you feel this way about darian i will agree with you because you're my friend and that's what you need to hear i also see that it's not necessarily like i'm headhunting you know to add this guy to my body count but like i see that like he's actually not that shitty of a brother to you mm-hmm. or a human being on this planet um i ho- just hope that the handy wasn't like the first actual sexual encounter i mean you're totally already in man. Bed of, I mean hopefully it's just like a I don't know. I think that uh, was,
0: that was act three, at least probably
1: an act three handy.
0: Mm -hmm. Cool. (laughs) Okay. Uh,
1: But other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the handy?
0: (laughs) How did you feel? Also just, you know, speaking of ethics and, uh, you know, teen relationships here, Nadine's kind of like cock teasery in the pool with Irwin there. Ooh. Oh, which oh.
1: let's let's get that in a second. But okay. like, I still have I think I have a few more chronologically. Uh, the drunk okay. chick on the porch. I mean, Nadine really sets that burn up herself.
0: Oh man, fuck that chick! <laughs> it's like it's like a big setup for an old movie. I can't say that somebody's Danny DeVito from Twins. That's just not cool. Did you ever hear what they wanted to do with the uh, sequel to that? No. Well, maybe, but I can't
1: remember now. It's like triplets, and they wanted to add Eddie Murphy into the mix. Okay.
0: whatever sure yeah. i like it
1: eddie murphy is like the guy who was going to be in a different franchise and a lot of different things eddie murphy was originally like the iteration of star trek 4 like they wanted to have eddie That's murphy right. yeah as like the college professor who helps like them out he was he was like huge back in the 80s oh yeah, yeah, so yeah he was hot shit yeah. hot fucking shit um i i had to of course write down nadine listens to amy man while i like, doing yes. laptop stuff at night like, like that he, I, it's not a teenager thing, but that's kind of her. Erwin um, takes Nadine on a mini golf date. Adults do that. That happens. That happens in 2018. I thought that was interesting. Oh, I think, think people, about-
0: people still do mini golf dates. That's oh, they absolutely do.
1: Um, Nadine says that when she looks at Irwin, she sees a kind old man in a convalescent home. In fact, you know
0: what? Now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, that's also like not a very nice thing to say to a dude. um Back way back when you know yearbooks are so in vogue now. Um, back in the day, on our yearbook, I think we did some sort of singled out game show thing where like two people oh, had to yeah. go on a date eventually, and they went mini golfing. So yeah, even back then, what, what's then and now? Same thing. Times a hmm. circle. <laughs> How did that go? I don't think it uh, went anywhere, from what okay. I recall.
1: No, no third act hanji. <laughs> You're like, are you sure you're gonna do that in front of us? This is weird. We have cameras. <laughs> um Yeah, so Erwin is, you know, the nice guy is in class of her. He's he's rich. He's like big house rich. He's
0: like heated. But you don't pool, you know at first, rich. At first he's no. just like this kind of dorky guy in her history class He's obviously into her, and but like he has a sort of affect about him where he's just like he's very quick on the uptake to like kind of make a joke about things and kind of constantly downplay and like kind of, yeah. you know, roll with it. Mm-hmm but it's obvious he's into her. She knows it and she kind of uses him. I feel like,
1: Oh, she, but one third unintentionally half, unintentionally, May, eh,
0: maybe a third. I mean, she knows a little bit about what she's doing. Maybe she doesn't, she's, she's fairly self-centered. So maybe it's not really registering with her. Entirely, right. You know, well,
1: I mean, Irwin does that thing where he downplays himself because he's embarrassed or worried about someone else's reaction. Mm-hmm. Which I get. That's sweet. That's cute. You've gotta move past that. Uh, as somebody who like downplays himself because he hates himself. Like, you know, I just I can't I can't fully get behind what he's doing. Um but yeah, so he's also the kind of rich where he has a remote that plays a dorky song about what a dickhead you are on call. Did he just have that cute up? Wait, what the fuck? Yeah, he's just like Nadine's coming over, I'm gonna need this, I'm gonna I'm gonna steer this situation. I'm
0: start playing it, and I'm gonna pause it, and I'm gonna move the playhead back. All right, there we go. I don't Ready. fully
1: remember what movie reference she was doing in that. Do
0: you want to have sex? Are you thinking about sex right now? Um, yeah, showgirls. Maybe I had no idea. Um, we need Brian Holden here. <laughs> the the educator. Yeah.
1: Did we ever tell this story? I don't think. That's yeah, we've we, we mentioned it. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah. We also. Yeah. So is she is she being a cocktease? Uh, with a lot of Nadine though. She's very raw and honest, and I don't think she she gets how these words are going to play. Like she has to get them out of her head. So I mean, it's like, the, why the do so, you want to
0: have sex with me? Scene thing seemed too far. Oh, for sure, for sure.
1: But you know, I, she walks into his house and she's just like, "If I'd known you're rich, I'd be a lot nicer to you." I mean, like it's who she is, but yeah, it's. And then at first, but the funny thing is, okay, as much as that's too far, my initial reaction was more upset at him for like, how like you don't say that to a guy.
0: You know, I mean, I don't know how I would have reacted to that if I were in high school. Probably very poorly. You know, um, really? Okay. I mean, I don't, you're in high school. You've got a crush on this chick. She comes over. She's swimming in your pool, and she's like, mm. getting all like sultry. Do you want to have sex with me? How do you respond to that? I would probably downplay
1: it and make a joke, and then go die inside. <laughs> but- I don't think I would have a song queued up about what a dickhead you are.
0: Maybe he was ready, though.
1: He knew. I'm just, what's the, uh, I'm trying to remember another good place reference. What's the, the worst song in the world? Like the She Hates Me by Puddle of Mud.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, Puddle uh, of Mud.
0: Is that Puddle of Mud? No. This is a no Puddle of Mud podcast, though. It should stay that way.
1: Um, But it is a good place podcast. So, oh, fuck. Uh, also, there's a hot tub. In this movie, too, is maybe not as hot as the one in To All the Boys, but she's giving him, like, what you call those pseudo fuck eyes?
0: They're like, like, wistful. Like, considering it fuck wistful guys? eyes? Yeah, there's some calculation. Yeah.
1: And he's just like.
0: I mean, I guess he ultimately. Not picking up. He, no, I think he ultimately plays it the right way, which is like. I just gotta wait this out. I feel like he's. Like, I, I think if he made a move now, it, it would not work out for him. I don't okay. know. Maybe I mean she's looking at him right now. Maybe I don't know. She like because he he tries a couple times. And she's like, whoa, what the fuck, you know? So,
1: well, so there's an interesting thing in 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 dating where like you know people you go on dates and sometimes mm-hmm. people are going on multiple dates with other people and at a certain point it's oh. like you're like you know I want to settle down to you you know whatever. Mm-hmm. Go I, steady. I barely understand courtship, but okay, like. Does she tell him about Nick at some point and when? And how will that affect Port Irwin? Cuz he's a gentle soul. I don't think she needs to tell him him anything
0: about Nick. You know, like well, by the end of the point, movie.
1: Not in the movie, but at some and just in the, the span of their relationship, it's like, "Hey, yeah. you know, here's stories from my life." I mean, it could come up. I don't think she's, like, obligated to tell him or anything. No, not necessarily. She's only obligated to whatever she feels to share. It's not like she owes him anything. They're not, like, committed to each other when when she's doing the Nick nonsense. When you said, I'm going to read this monologue, I honestly thought you were going to read the Facebook (laughs) message to Nick. (laughs) Which I had the screen cap up for some reason.
0: No, although I did, like, it's a little bit later, but she kind of, like, she has one moment where she's going to, like, send him, like, a text message and she's like, no, don't do it. You do not do it. And she doesn't. She's like, no, this is fucking psychotic. I'm not gonna do this. But then later it's like, nope, it's she's having a bad day, and this is the wrong time, and she's gonna send that thing, and she is going to regret it.
1: Well, and that's 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 the the new wrinkle to to these teen things with the mm-hmm. social media. Is there's that part of you, that very fatalistic part of you that wants to send the thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like as you get older and wiser, you know. This is wrong. I shouldn't put this on this other person. But it's like, no, I have to, you know, and it, it's where a lot of the problems in the world come from. But I mean, How you and I have sent ill-timed, poorly thought out e- emails in our sure. lives.
0: Absolutely. Uh, we
1: did it in high school and we had to do dial up shit to do that. So it was like, yeah, you, you had that like, don't send this, don't send this. Fuck, I hit send, you know, the modem gearing up
0: well there was like a period in time where they like they'd be the hijinks in movies or tv shows where it's like i gotta get over to their computer or their answering machine or whatever and delete it yes. but like that shit has failed. that shit's instant now that just
1: lemon yeah. Tree. yeah oh i would i i'm shocked that our story does not feature us breaking in to like grab someone's answering machine <laughs> message tape or something because I, I truly think, knowing you and me and our strengths, I really think we'd be terrible at that. About breaking and entering. Well, breaking and entering, and like speak that yourself. The, oh, okay. The threes company hijinks of us trying to like snatch something before someone discovers it, or didn't we do something like that in
0: high school? I don't think so. No, I feel like I'd be a pretty good second story man. Do you? This is an off-air question. <laughs>
1: Involves involves Natalie. Do you remember Natalie? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's
0: an off question. Yeah. Um,
1: okay. Nick, so uh, I guess my next thing is is the Nick stuff. So do you have anything before that?
0: Uh, not really. I mean, do you want to talk about like when she goes to meet him, or like when she sees him at fucking Petland, and he sucks?
1: Well, oh, he does suck. He sucks so hard. I just, I mean, I could...
0: it's almost a cliche. Like it's like he's he's just the bad boy, too cool for school kid. Who mm. she's obsessed with, even though can't she see that there's this other guy right here? You know, like it's so obvious, and yet like uh, it's a cliche for a reason. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Well, it's it's just a straight up garbage crush.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not based on knowing Nick at all because he's
0: a void. I mean, there are a lot of similarities between this and Lady Bird, I guess. Mm, yeah, I probably hated the guy in Lady Bird more that Timothy Chalamet, whatever, like his character. I yeah. think I probably hated him more than Nick Mossman just cause he was such an annoying prick, but yeah, well, Nick Mossman sucks.
1: Nick Mossman is like, it's what you see is what you get. And mm-hmm. I don't know how Nadine <laughs> there's,
0: there's no sh- extra wrinkle to him. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know how she ascribed whatever she did to him. Timothy Chalamet is going to always be the kid who's like, yeah, I'm at the party, but I'm reading Howard Zinn <laughs> across the pool. <laughs> so fuck me. Um, yeah, so when she gets her, finally gets a response from Nick, it's just you are so sweet. For her very passionate, very messy message to him. And then you know Nadine's young and she's hopeful, but like she should be concerned because he wants to hang out, not just in general, but tonight. It's like of course he does. Your message was aggressive.
0: Yeah, I mean you would think that uh this guy wouldn't be such a huge prick about it, but I suppose there are definitely teenage boys out there who would just be like, oh, she wants to bang. Sure. Let's go drive through fucking in front of like a waste management trailer or something. <laughs> let's just have sex in my like shitty car. Just banging out. Yeah. yeah um, Mercury there with his reclining seats.
1: I wrote down that the coolest thing about Nick
0: as he listens to Fanagram.
1: Um, I mean, the thing is about being a teenager or just a certain level of young. You don't have your own place yet. You don't have your own privacy. You were going to get amorous in some cars. Oh, shit. You're going to get sweaty in some cars. Um, but this dude is real handsy. Like, he's really trying to, like, DJ her party down there.
0: Yeah, he's going for it. Um, yeah. And it's like, you're not even following, like, the track record of her of her message. It reminded me a little bit of, oh, what's that movie? The Girl Next Door mm. with uh, Kim Bauer. Where, like when he finds out that she was like a former porn star, he just like wants to take her to a hotel and have sex with her. It's like she just becomes like an object, basically. Right. You right. know, it's like, all right, let's just go do this thing. Like that was what this reminded me of, where he was just like, oh, I guess this girl wants to bang. I'm just going to drive to some abandoned parking lot and we'll have sex. Like real romantic. You know,
1: well, it's, it's weird the give and take of the transactional relationship he perceives here. I will pick you up, I will escort you in my. Buick LeSabre or whatever this car is I will play like Angus and Julia Stone and then I will just you know go scoop the puss if I can Uh, (laughs) so I'm so glad that she gets the hell out of there as fast as possible
0: yeah I mean I I don't know I was thinking like what if she didn't what if she just had like disappointing sex with this dude and then hated it and I was like oh wait that's Lady Bird we've seen that too
1: yeah Yeah, I mean they are very similar movies in that regard you're
0: Mm -hmm. right um, do in the petland stockroom. That would have been far more romantic than where he takes her.
1: Yeah, that that could you know you could make that erotic, I guess. I mean, you think it
0: be erotic in the right circumstances? Well, she, this, had, she had the imagery oh. of the the fishes and whatnot, you know, the aquarium. But, yeah,
1: you're complicated and simple, and I just feel this connection between us. I just want to be with you. I just want to give you. A hat. I want to put your mouth on my tits. Yeah. Oh, I just like it's the I want to feel you inside me dot dot dot. We can do it in the Petlands talk room. I mean, like her message is so tinged with both this hopefulness and like this disdain for him.
0: <laughs> I don't know if it's disdain. I think it's more desperation, I guess or you, you think know, uh, like eagerness ped- to like make it. I'm going to make this so easy for you. I have already planned out where we'll have sex, you know,
1: or maybe it's more like I have you on such a pedestal with the things mm-hmm. that I know about you, like that you work in pet land stock room. You work in pet land. So don't worry if you're just like on your commute to work. Yeah, I've already thought this out. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, but like, I love that
0: she has pictures of him
1: on her phone. that are all like, like want to be modeling shots essentially. Yeah.
0: And Krista kind of disappears halfway through this movie which makes yeah. sense because they're not talking to each other but I did feel like they didn't quite have like a resolution to their arc at all no like she like Krista just becomes Darian's like fucking wife like they turn into like a 40 year old couple like by the end of the movie where she's just like going to events with him and you know talking to his uh, I don't soccer pros or whatever bros. yeah or lax, lax bros. Bros. Like she just suddenly just becomes like a politician's wife halfway through the movie. It's kind of weird, but it seems so fucking dreadful. Wasn't he at
1: one point when he gets the message like, "Oh shit,
0: I gotta go look for Nadine." He's just like, "Do you want to stay?" And she's just like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" It just it seems like such an adult exchange, you know? Where he's just like, "Oh, we've got to go, got to go drive around find my sister,"
1: and she's like, "That sounds thrilling. That's Mm -hmm. a great fifth date compared to this." I mean, like, like. Like dumb jocks who were not we're at an event where we're wearing blazers. <laughs> Pass. Hardest of passes. Um yeah, it's not it's not Darien and Krista's movie. How long do you think that relationship lasts past the end of the movie? Darian and Krista? Yeah.
0: Uh I guess it depends on where he's going to college. Mm. Um I mean, probably not lasting, but I wouldn't I'd say it has a chance. You okay. Know, maybe not a high percentage chance, but not like like the the fucking bullshit relationship and uh can't hardly wait. That's not lasting. That was that was fucking horseshit. Um, well, especially if it's wasn't it like
1: Man, I cherish that. He movie wrote her a time. letter. Yeah. No, well, it's, I, it's, like, a, I'm gonna, it's gonna an write you a letter movie, every but single it's day. Yeah. Like every single day of the summer I'm gonna write you a letter. That's goofy. Yeah. That's putting too much pressure on both people. Again, what is the was there an article like very recently about a lot of men's idea of a good time is like showing a woman art as if it's their own accomplishment. I do not recall that. No, but it, wasn't it was there? Like, it's was like let me show you this movie or this thing because this is look how important I am. I have this interest, and it's kind of I don't know. Wasn't there a thing receiving.
0: recently where some guy tried to do the whole like I'm going to stand outside your window or I'm going to? It was like some like kind of big grand gesture. <laughs>
1: oh, Joe <laughs> it, Goldberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh no, not that guy! But no, some other thing where it was like this big grand gesture, and everyone's like, "Yeah, that's stockish as fuck, dude." Like, take no for an answer.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Well,
0: well, okay. So, Majestic I remember waste. That's the uh, disposal systems. That's where he took her to fuck. That's Classy, awesome. bro. That's um,
1: <laughs> I will never forget, like uh, coming to visit you when you live with Peanut, and like there was a night where you both had to work. Um, and I was like, well, i got nothing to do. So I think I watched Last Kiss, that Zach Braff oh, movie with yeah. Rachel Bilson. That movie is fucking dreadful. Um, I hated it. I hated it. I hate it so much I can still taste that hate in my mouth years later. But it ends with, after he's done something so ruefully shitty to his girlfriend, he's like, I'm going to sit on your porch against the door until you open the door and take me back into
0: your life. Mm-hmm. And she does. <laughs> Uh You know the the word majestic just reminded me that um, my real name is an anagram for oral majesty. Anyway, where are we at here? Um, no, 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 short no, 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 no. Let's just let that one breathe. <laughs> how how long do you think Irwin took making this short film?
1: Uh, I don't think animation's a quick process. I think I think that Irwin's like all like a about lot of the
0: details. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think Erwin's all about the details. Which uh also, Irwin is jacked.
0: Yeah, he that was one thing I was noticing bitch. in the pool scenes. It was like it just made me think these are all obviously Hollywood actors because like this dude isn't just like kind of like fit or like thin or whatever. It's like, no, like this dude has like totally like ripped, you know, like, chest. Darien yeah.
1: does not have like the muscle groups that Irwin is cultivating. <laughs> um I don't think anything will approach the heights of horniness of our last podcast, but uh like I feel like Irwin, like that might be like a like a dark horse surprise, like sexual adventure,
0: right there. I think there. what you're saying is Irwin Fox
1: Erwin oh, Fox Erwin is like red things. He's maybe not put them in the practice like with other people, but like he's Irwin's got some like, ideas. Yeah.
0: He's like, I know, I, I want right.
1: to get in that lab. He's,
0: he's an artist. Those guys are all fucking perverts.
1: Oh yeah, but I mean, like I think he's he's into the details. He's going to find the thing, and he's going to push the button.
0: Mm. Yeah, push the button. No puns, bad.
1: <laughs> I mean I, I don't think he's going immediately for the button like Nick Mossman he's not trying to DJ her party entirely but he's like you're going to want to stay for the whole set awesome there's five encores the third is <laughs>
0: after Glow <laughs> Settle down Erwin I almost um, wanted him to not be joking at the end I mean, he's like I thought that was about you yeah. it was awkward <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a flex fun, to make your though, like to make your whole short film about how like I'm just gonna do this a passive aggressive diss on you.
1: Thank you for coming to my event. Yeah. Everyone look at her. Do we have a spotlight? Can we shine it on her? I want to see her fucking face. This is about you, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I brought my own. This isn't even the real microphone. I brought my own so there's like a drop it. Um because these things are expensive. Like but that's the thing too. And I think especially like, especially modern relationships, you should speak your mind. And sometimes your first thought is going to be a little bit hurtful. Um, and that's okay sometimes, but like, you know, you need somebody who can like give it back to you and not, and have a little bit of sensitive skin and, and, or a tougher skin and sensitive skin, thick skin, thick skin, mm-hmm. thick skin, lots of th- lots of skin, rib skin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, Oh, Darian. Yeah, Yeah, so at some point, like, Darian and Haley Lou come looking for her. She's like, fuck that. Um." Well, she's, like, stolen her mother's car at this point. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I appreciated the, like, I know the exact same thing. I know exactly what you're going to write.
0: Uh, That's nice. That would have been my number five, probably. Yeah. Congratulations. (laughs) Also, is she using, like, a fucking, like, Windows phone or something through this whole movie? Like, I don't know what this is, some janky Android phone or what, but, like, she's also using, like, a Microsoft Surface. (laughs) <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like Microsoft was handing out those any production that would take them.
0: Oh, what was the,
1: the kin. Yeah, was just like say, kin? Let me let me check my kin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but even like, didn't PLL? They occasionally like a like a character would have like a an actual iPhone like text message thing, and then sometimes they would have like the generic text message
0: i want to say for a while it seemed like they were kind of inconsistent on whose phone was whose and like they would just kind of change randomly but eventually it seemed like they actually started tracking that and like you kind of like recognize that, like oh spencer doesn't have an iphone she has this and like like Arya has an iphone that she holds upside down that sort of thing you know
1: well like i haven't watched it in a while but like elementary is one of those junk shows that i'll watch and it's like these two characters have iphones i'm not blind they're iphones and every once in a while, they have like an iPhone screen, and then it's the, the next episode they have like the fake generic
0: text message screen. And I'm like,
1: why are you doing this? Is, I would love is there to be money? The,
0: the person whose job it is to design those fake user interfaces. But I mean, like, is there money involved I by showing an iPhone screen? Like, I don't think so. But it could be something where like the network doesn't want to show a screen unless they're getting paid for it or something. I don't, I don't know. know. I would. We should. Uh, you know, we should. We should ask some people we know about how that works we should ask some people. Uh, that'd, be, that'd be a good interview question I, even I, again the question that i one of those there's, do you have a couple of like pll questions you're
1: like ooh, middle of the night i wish we'd ask that somebody i still want to ask about the two voice actors the man and the woman who like do all of the tertiary voices in pll anyway um there's a lot of fucking people at that film festival that student film festival
0: yeah is this like on a school day i've got the impression this is like a saturday or something
1: yeah i thought it was like a saturday morning
0: a bunch of dorks yeah is it all animation it's just good to see andy from dawson's creek is doing well yeah
1: yeah i was worried about her her brother
0: i pretty much associate her character with the actor and Uh so i'm I'm, in my mind i'm like oh yeah i guess she had some kind of she had some mental health issues there for a while and she had to leave the show
1: (laughs) i don't know i'm laughing at that um yeah i don't like the guy who played her brother after cruel intentions 3
0: I don't like that guy, period. I did, I hated that guy on, on Dawson's Creek. I never liked him. Yeah, Smith. he was on uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. not that long ago. Was he? Was he? He's all gray now, right? He's like salt yeah, he's, pepper. He's old. Yeah, it's weird. But he's not that old, is he? I don't know. Is he like Kurt Loder or something, or he's secretly 70?
1: Whenever I think of Kurt Loder, I think of, uh, I think it was chilling at your house. And there was an article about like the latest, or there's a news report about the breaking news about the latest, like Scott Weiland falling off the wagon. And Kurt Loder, the straight newsman, straight faced newsman, is just like, uh, <laughs> Weiland scored the crack from a dealer he knew. It's <laughs> just I thinking, like, damn. Uh Kara Smith, how, how old do you think Kara Smith
0: is? I'm going to go ahead and say 47. You were so close. He's 46. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. So that guy, I mean, I was basically the age of the Dawson's Creek kids so he would have been like 10 years older than he was playing about
1: yeah I mean that that happens Mm -hmm. that happens yeah but especially after Grown intentions 3 I despise him yeah that's not a good movie Grown intentions 2 is a great movie I have well it's not a great movie I have sentimental (laughs) love for that movie Amy Adams it's it's Amy Adams it's uh it's it's such an oddity (laughs) Um at some point, we're gonna have to do cruel intentions on this podcast, do we? You disagree? I guess we could. I don't know. Okay. I mean, if you're not feeling it, I don't want to twist your arm. I only want to bring you pleasure here, so you let me know. Yeah, we'll think about it. Okay. Um Yeah. I mean, like, so I was, I was a little worried at first about like uh, potential turns that Irwin's film would take, but I thought it was cute. It was funny.
0: Yeah. No, it's fine. I mean teenage boy yeah. um i'm impressed that it even pulled it off you know that mm-hmm. it wasn't just like a complete mess hey see how jack that guy is of course he pulled it off <laughs> i think he pulled a lot off um yeah. all right well let's move on to our uh our um, power rankings or no we say, make one change first
1: uh well i you know again i want to bring you pleasure i would like to subvert your expectations somewhat make it so it's not uh totally something you can see the writing on the wall coming a mile away also did you know there's a youtube red spin-off
0: series of some sort coming of the edge of 17 yeah yeah with who like erwin i have no
1: idea i don't i don't even know what spin-off series means like suppose there's a youtube red series called the edge of 17 coming Huh. okay it may it might be like the same characters and it's just like an episodic form of like different actors i don't know but uh uh What's her name? Uh, B- 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 Kelly Freeman Craig is involved.
0: Hmm. Okay, well, cash that so yeah, what changes would you make? So I couldn't think of anything, so I just wrote down make Woody gay. Um, rather than having the uh, the secret wife, I thought of like he if he had a husband, I would just be unexpected, I guess. Okay, who would you have? Who from
1: Dawson's Creek would play his husband? Vanderbeek.
0: I mean, doesn't it have to be?
1: Would Vander be better be better than Pacey?
0: Yeah, I was thinking about that. Um yeah, I I think Vander well hmm. I'm trying to think about their their tones and whether or not you want a contrast between Woody and the other person or whether or not you want them to be more similar, you know.
1: What's your feeling on Pacey? Do you think he's a cool guy? Like the actor?
0: Uh I, I have no idea about his personal life, but he seemed cool on Dawson's Creek. Especially Did he? especially standing next to Dawson. Oh, wow. He's the drummer he name? from Pearl Jam. <laughs> You're dumber than who?
1: Yeah. Um. <laughs> like, I'll never forget in high school. I I accidentally, inadvertently had like Pacey's haircut for a while. Not sure, inadvertently. Okay. It wasn't intentional.
0: Oh, really? At,
1: I didn't really? like have like a like a headshot that I went to the barber with.
0: Okay. If you say so.
1: If anything, I'm not judging like, you. If
0: you did, it's cool. Even bad. if I
1: had. Which I didn't. This isn't a setup for a joke. I'm not being self deprecating. It give would have been Pacey. like, it would have been like, give me the Clooney. Fuck you, fucked it up. I have the Pacey.
0: No, the Pacey was longer. Clooney he is was, just like the Caesar. Pacey was the Caesar for a while. Did he? Have, eh, maybe at first though that's it was what, longer.
1: That's what I had. I had I had I had the the pace. I had the the Pacey Caesar for a while because I probably was like trying to cut my own hair and it mm-hmm. fucked
0: it up and I had to go to the haircut place. And I'm just saying, if you as a teenager, walked into the barbershop and said, give me the Pacey. I'd respect it. Well, I'm all about your
1: respect, but I wish I had said that. I didn't.
0: Damn. Missed opportunity. You just need to grow your hair out and then walk in and say, give me the Kylo Ren. What if I did...
1: Well, I'll never forget getting the uh, the Snape inadvertently from that one place.
0: <laughs> uh, dark times. <laughs>
1: That would be fat. I would just love to see someone's I would love to have a camera on someone's face like when they're like you want the Kylo Ren?
0: <laughs> Give me the Snape but fabulous.
1: <laughs> Do you remember the exchange with that woman too cuz she's just like
0: I was trying I was just like no just cut it off, cut it off and she's like no, your hair is so oh my god, we can't cut this off. Yeah. She was like This is what the guys look like at the clubs I go to. And I'm like,
1: lady, you're 55. I don't go to your clubs.
0: (laughs) All right. Let's do power rankings. Yeah. Anyways, Um, uh, in conclusion, I think make Woody gay and Vanderbeek is his his husband. That's the change I would make.
1: Don't trust the Vanderbeek in Woody's house. Yeah. And I feel like it would be
0: setting up for a joke of like, you didn't know this. Everyone knows this because she's so self-centered, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. What's your number 10? Uh, Nadine's dead dad. Wow. R.E.P.D.
1: Wow. Okay. Sometimes you and I sync up, and sometimes you really surprise me. What I, do you I got, I the struggle. guy number
0: two or something?
1: <laughs> He's my number one, because I went over that. No, my number 10 was actually a real fucking stretch, because there's not a whole lot of speaking roles in this movie. Hmm. So, whatever, it's a throwaway. Genie on the
0: porch. Oh, man. Fuck her. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So my number nine is Nick Mossman because fuck him. Okay, he sucked. He he wasn't even like I don't know. I feel like there was an opportunity, maybe in a movie with a different tone, to have a little fun with that character, mm-hmm. get a little um, uh, what's that guy's name from Stranger Things with the poofy hair, um, Steve, steer into it a little, yeah, at least like yeah. make fun of him a little. But they didn't even do that. He was just like he sucked and he was gross. Yeah, Barb White or Bat Dad, yeah. Um,
1: well, you've redeemed my hopes. Yeah, Nick's my number nine as well. Uh, season three
0: I of mean, a TV show bad, version of this. Nick is bad. not as bad as a dead dad.
1: <laughs> really? Why do you hate the dead dad? <laughs> oh, no, I'm just messing around.
0: <laughs> just like,
1: let me dig him up so I can shit on him a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, yeah, my, Nick is my number nine. Season three of the YouTube Red TV show version of this, he becomes Nadine's gay best friend.
0: I think so. Okay, I don't know I had uh, Shannon at number eight I don't know if you recall Shannon the fuck is Shannon she's like the other friend that Chris makes yeah who like then they like carpool to school together
1: she's like oh my God we're in class together or something like that
0: it's like oh my God I love your dress or something yeah and she's Nadine's making fun of Chris stuff or socializing
1: mm. that's near number eight that's my eight, yeah my number eight is uh, Greer, who, which is a name. Yeah, it's Meredith Monroe. No, Greer. Yeah, her name is Greer. That's what the fuck. None of the, none of the names are right in this movie. None of them. None of them are okay.
0: Hmm. All right. Yeah, the <laughs> names they're just offensive. I put uh, Kelly Freeman Craig at number seven. Oh, that's a good a one. Nice little debut for her. That's a I mean, good one. I, I can't imagine this cost anything to make. I don't know how much, how well it did. I feel like it did okay. It got a little bit of critical acclaim, and it probably got some box office too. Okay. Here we go. Do you want to guess? Do you want to guess the numbers? What do you think it made? What do you, what do you think it cost? Uh, I'm gonna guess like seven million.
1: Uh, not bad.
0: Nine. Nine. Okay. I'm gonna guess think it, made? it made like twenty two. A little bit off. Eighteen point eight. It's pretty fucking close.
1: Yeah, I mean, doubled its budget. Mm-hmm. I don't remember they. I don't remember them promoting it super hard. So
0: I think they promoted a lot on like non-traditional means, you know, like internet ads or Facebook ads or something like that. What does that cost? I have no idea. Apparently, not much to swing an election. So <laughs> if only the Russians
1: would uh, advertise for our movies as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess they do the opposite of that for like Last Jedi, fuckers. I mean, I what what is Ryan Johnson's reaction to that? Does he just like drink like the biggest drink, and he's just like, "That's right."
0: It's not like it was all Russians, but it's not surprising. Like the fucking Russian like game plan is to just sow discord and create you know resentment and among social issues but, and shit like that. Like it's totally their mo to like insinuate themselves into something like that and stoke the flames.
1: But it's interesting though to to prioritize Star Wars as so valuable to a culture, that that is going to be one of your targets.
0: It's just like GamerGate or whatever other stupid culture war shit that's happening. You know,
1: you have some loud cars in your street tonight.
0: Oh yeah, sorry. Wind I mean, open. I don't know if I don't know if you're going to hear that later. We'll find a... out. Yeah, yeah. But like, I won't be listening for it. I'll just be cutting off the end, cutting off the beginning, and posting online. Sorry, folks.
1: Um, but I mean, it's not like the Russians are just like. We must influence the way they look at you <laughs> starring Gossip Girl. Um what are we number are we at?
0: Uh we are at number seven. I have Mona. Not not our Mona, yeah. Yeah, no, we not, didn't not talk too much about Kira Cedric in this. I had Mona at six. Um she's fine. She may be a little bit too old for the character she's playing, but mm-hmm. I feel like TV shows and movies do that a lot where like the ages aren't really lining up the way they should
1: I don't really have a sense to of Kira Cedric's career because I've never watched The Closer
0: I don't give a shit about that I think she reminds me a lot of like Holly Hunter but like with a less with less with of voice. a weird
1: voice yeah I can't even imagine like Nadine
0: your father would be so disappointed I don't know, that's bad yeah. Right, she's uh, Mrs. Kevin Bacon, right?
1: She's uh, he is Mr. Kira Cedric. Yes, sure. What if you're Kira Cedric? What do you think when Kevin Bacon comes home and he's just like, "Well, it's official. I'm going to show my dick in this movie, Wild Things. I'm really excited about it."
0: I wonder if they're together then. I wonder if he makes like a lot of weird, corny Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon jokes at home.
1: Oh, I bet he does. I bet he does
0: it in the weirdest places I mean, too, in sexual way. Yes, yes, I bet he does. You Do know Kevin Bacon's a fucking weird guy. Do you remember when he was like randomly in all those commercials for underwear with Michael Jordan? No, you remember that? No, it was always like Kevin Bacon and Michael Jordan just like hanging out in like airports and like other like travel situations, like talking about how like, oh <laughs> look at Kevin Bacon over there, he's like fidgeting around because he doesn't have like good boxers without the tag on the back.
1: Well, I was going to say, number, he he can't look cool
0: compared to Michael Jordan. No, he's just there to get dunked on. You know, <laughs> metaphorically.
1: <laughs> Kevin Bacon's like, I'm all about associating my name with packages. Mm-hmm. Um, all right.
0: Who do you have for number six?
1: Number six, I, I dug him up. I got Tom, maybe his dad. <laughs>
0: wow. Cause you ranked him above Mona?
1: I know, I know. Jesus. I'm a flawed human being. I'm poorly made. But like, He's set up to be Nadine's idolized hero. We have no real sense of who Tom is. He's not a perfect man. i me tell you who he is. He's dead. Okay. Wow. You're just really sticking at the dead dads today. I've 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 shit a lot on the bad, sad dads, but you're just like, fuck you, dead fathers. I think that's a Donald Barfamane novel. All
0: right, so who's your number five? Or who's your number six? Uh six was Mona. Okay. Who's your number five? My number five is Krista. Like she started strong and then just disappeared from the movie, and she never really had a what I felt like was a satisfying resolution. It was mm-hmm. more like she just became an, an adjunct to Darian, and was like, "Now I'm your wife. That's good that you and your sister are talking again. This is progress." <laughs> that is totally fair criticism, um, especially in the face of what
1: I'm going to say. Number five, Darian. Mm, okay. Yeah, that's it. I- I mean, wh- whatever this guy, this guy, okay, this guy. I, I, something about him, I'm just programmed to dislike. Mm. And so that's why
0: tall, handsome, good looks.
1: Is he handsome? I don't know what don't handsome know. is. Would you, would you call this a handsome man? Sure. Who, who are the most handsome men that you've ever seen in Hollywood? Ian McGregor. Okay. Um, you were, you were relying too hard on that answer. You think like that that that's makes just you a safe? Go-to. Yeah. You, just, you don't have to go pur- further because you're just. Like, uh, the let, me,
0: let me look up hottest guys in Hollywood here. Please do. We'll wait. I'll have a drink. Hottest guys in Hollywood 2018. What do you got? Who's a handsome man? We're looking for hunks. I want real rugged, good looking hunks. Idris Elba.
1: Okay.
0: How did Harry Styles get on here? No, thank you. I mean, Henry Cavill, that dude seems like a pretty handsome dude. Okay. But uh, but this is the internet's list. What's your list? Uh, this is a fucking random ass list. I'm just looking to try to think of like dudes. Okay. You know? Okay. Um, Hemsworth. I think he's winning the Battle of the Cruises. Okay, but is he a handsome man or is he just like good bod?
1: Mm. good mm. good uh, you know, good good bro aura. Yeah, I wouldn't put Kit Harington on that list. I don't think Kit Harington is like super handsome. And I've I've had some issues in the last few days with Kit Harrington because he enters like certain people's like BuzzFeed quiz fantasies or whatever. But it's like, I guess,
0: how do you define handsome? I guess we're talking above the shoulders. Just like just a great face. Yeah. Handsome guy.
1: I mean, I don't I don't be like, those are handsome abs. You got a handsome dick. I don't say handsome. Handsome. It's like it's your head. It's your face.
0: Okay. Right. I guess like you don't.
1: Like, you don't know what handsome is. You have a mirror. Come I mean, on uh, like
0: bastard. Oscar Isaac. Does he qualify? He's a handsome man. Certain angles. Man. Yeah. Certain it's, angles. I could see why he played Gomez. <laughs> Sommerhalder. He's got some cheekbones. I you know? guess. But isn't that like a creepy handsome? Yeah, he's he's like there's something about him. I vampire well, is a good choice for him. Well, it's like Sommerhalder.
1: I know that you're you have a wider base and you've appealed to a certain level of fans but like bro I saw young americans I saw rules of attraction <laughs> I see you motherfucker <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't know.
0: okay But you think you think Blake Jenner that's a handsome man uh, I am sure he's considered good looking to people who are attracted to women or men okay. um I do you, you don't
1: I don't know. the point I was getting at was He's a weird looking dude to me, and there is something about me that's programmed I think it's his to like him.
0: I think his hair is weird in
1: this. He movie has very now. weird hair. That's the thing, too. I think I think you are right. I think it's his. He has a weird hair that looks like it might be like a ill fitting wig on his head. Is he related like, at
0: all to the Jenners? Because I I would hold
1: that against him. I am sure that I am not the person who could answer that, but like that's why I thought he was impressive by the end of Everybody Wants Someone. He can win me over past whatever I am predisposed to dislike. Mm-hmm. This is a weird thread. Uh. That
0: was my number five. Did we do your number five? Yes, it was Krista. So my oh, number right. four is Irwin. Oh wow! This Wait, list is tense. Irwin number one or something. Uh, no, <laughs> I like Irwin. Um Seems like a pretty good dude. Kind of gets kicked around a little bit, but uh, I think he he think he liked it to some degree. Okay, and he he took it out passive aggressively at the end with his video project. Would you call that passive aggressive? It was a little passive aggressive. It was like I, I could have this conversation with you instead of going to make this animation short film that's all about you. Let's squeeze the art into this. If he
1: doesn't invite her, or if he assumes that she's not going to attend the festival, is he just an artist expressing like the thing he's working through? Yes, yeah, somewhat,
0: but I mean I mean, is he not? Allowed so directly process personal, that, I guess is his his not Like no. was just talking about Taylor Swift.
1: Reputation's a great album um my number four is it is, it is. Mm. i well to me i have a very personal connection to that album now um my number four is is krista it's Haley lou uh this is your i think your chrism is exactly right i think they do a massive disservice to her character once she starts dating darian because again, she's also dating a guy named Darren who's played by a guy named Blake, and that's a bad place to be. But I, I, I just this is just a love I have for those actors. I think she's, I think she's one of those like very untapped resources in films.
0: Okay, yeah, uh, I have your your boy Darian at number three. Wow, He's your boy now? I mean, I, just, I feel like he there was kind of like a competition for who'd get the dramatic weight in the movie, him or Krista. And okay. he won. He got the monologue, which is weird to me. I
1: mean, I guess the thing is, is it's a story about Nadine processing her father's death. Yeah, right? well I,
0: I don't. Yes, to some extent, but also, I mean, that's part of it. But it's also kind of like there's a friendship angle too, and kind of uh-huh. growing up and moving apart. It. I was thinking about it and I don't know. I think you can only give one of them the big yeah, yeah, moment. Yeah. Like it would be weird for her to then have another big moment with the friend too. Right. Like you just had to pick one.
1: Well, it's like you have to ask yourself,
0: is Nadine, is this who
1: Nadine is? Is this who Nadine is, you know, also dealing for father's death or is all of this because of her father's death and, and the way she hasn't been able to deal with that? And then I think you're right. You have like the Krista angle, like this is my. It's a story about two girls who are friends. But then with the family angle of her relationship to her mother, you have to work in. uh, I think Darian. I think that's why Darian wins over Krista. Yeah. Um. It's just funny because I'm thinking in my mind that the Lady Bird version of this, you've got uh, Tracy Letts, Mr. Kerry Coon, and I'm thinking back to him in the the Sinner season two. All right. Yeah.
0: What's your number two? What did you say? Number three?
1: Oh, my number three is Erwin. Uh, okay. Um. Yeah. Again, Erwin. You know, I don't necessarily like good people or nice people, but I, I try to root for them because I I do generally believe that they deserve it. And I I, I that like that. Sounds he so
0: condescending.
1: I don't mean it to be. I'm trying to be better than I am. But like, I appreciate that Erwin isn't totally throwing himself away in regards to Nadine. Because a certain level of their relationship, if it's going to work at all, is that he's going to have to take certain things,
0: you know, oh, I and mean, look on the bright side or when you're rich and you're jacked. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and it's not like, I mean, the, I was just rewatching some of the movies on YouTube, by the way, folks, I know this is gonna be a very weird podcast because if you haven't seen this movie, it's going to be so confusing to you because we've not really spelled it out. But what, the um, edge of 17. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, That's I don't a Teen know.
0: movie. Yeah, I don't
1: know who listens to this. I don't know what they yeah, watch, but I've seen Lady Bird. You get the broad strokes. Yeah, just try to apply all this to Lady Bird, like the Jack Korean guy from Lady Bird. But uh, there are some like loving shots of like uh, Haley Stanfield's ass and some of the pool stuff. So these two kids are going to have some fun, some fun times. Hmm. Okay, uh, I don't know why, but yeah, that's why I'm picking Erwin. <laughs> okay, uh,
0: number two, I had uh, Woody, Mr. Bruner, Max. Oh, okay. I I don't know. I just felt like it would be kind of weak to put him at number one. He's he's just the supporting guy that's there to walk away with all the scenes. Uh, yeah, but yeah, he's almost effortlessly doing his job at like a high level here. Yeah,
1: I, I totally agree. Woody's my number two. He's uh, it's not his movie. He's not the most important factor in this movie to me. He's not the the person I related to or was rooting for or was rooting against or let down by. But this is a this is a fucking showcase for him. It's, like, high reward, like, low input from him, you know, massive output. This is this is a good role for him. I mean, I want to say I never saw whatever that Planet of the Apes movie is where it looks like he's trying to play, like, Brando. And it's, like, I, I generally do believe that Woody Harrelson is an actor who could be fantastic. Like, he's got gravitas, he's got presence. Um, and I think that, in his case, less is a lot more,
0: right? Probably usually, yeah. I mean, he's... He's doing so little here, but it's so effective. Yeah. Have a nice life about me, fuckers. Mm-hmm. And he managed to be one of the best things about that solo movie, which was kind of a snooze. Yeah, him and
1: Tandy Newton, for sure. And he just,
0: I don't know, it's like he's not even, he doesn't even have to try to do that. He just shows up as Woody Harrelson, and you just get that in the package.
1: And it's, with all of that, it's nice to see him not do something with some kind of weird hairpiece, <laughs> um. Because the not hair, character from Now You See Me too. Well, even um, yeah, for sure. But like even like the fucking uh, the wig that he wears throughout the Hunger Games movies.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a like, big fan of that wig. I feel like if you're gonna do wig, just go big on the wig. You know, okay. No okay. hairpiece. Yeah, full wig. Uh, number one, obviously Nadine, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean it, it's her movie I feel like it yep. would be an insult not to put her at number one um, she's not the greatest person a lot but never in a cruel way I no. think she's just self-centered for various reasons you know stretching all the way back to her feeling awkward as a kid and like her brother getting all the you know positive attention um, seemingly she's realized a little bit of that by the end of the movie and I, I
1: I would totally agree with all that. Like I said, I w- I watched this a year ago and it was just a fun, enjoyable movie. I watched this a few weeks ago uh, through very self-reflective eyes. And I was like, man, this is great. Uh, I mean, when in high school, would you say that you were like a remarkably well adjusted person? Oh, absolutely. Really? Oh, no. Fuck no. Okay. I mean, but that's the thing though is, uh, uh, I was talking with like a coworker the other day, and they were talking about something they were afraid of, and they're like, "Oh, whatever, everyone's afraid of that." You, you know what I mean? And I was just like, "Are you kidding me?" If I had like just the usual concerns of other people, I'd be so much happier. Like, I feel like half of my high school life was spent either not giving a shit or suddenly just like not trying to stand out in a way that makes me look so stupid. I don't want to be laughed at by teenagers. I didn't want to be laughed at by teenagers back then. I don't want to be laughed at by teenagers, but now.
0: Hmm. I can't say I had the same experience in high school myself. Okay. What was your experience in high school like? Uh. Well, you know, I was the uh, yearbook and newspaper editor. I kind of feel like I stopped attending high school purely as a student by, like, my junior year. And it kind of became, like, this thing I did for a while until I went to my job working on the yearbook. And so, yep. I don't know, it, it filled me with a weird sort of kind of manufactured confidence, I guess. Because it was just, like, the feeling that, like, this was... I don't want to say b- beneath me, but just like adjacent to me, you know? Okay. Do you think that prepared you well? Mm, not necessarily. No, but I mean,
1: what could? Okay. But you turned out okay. I mean, you have a podcast. Sure. Yeah, I'm doing great. You, have, you live in LA and have a podcast. I mm-hmm. I can't imagine what the dream
0: isn't if it's not that. Uh oh, excuse me. Um, okay. All right. Well, um, I guess... We're done with the Edge 17. Would you recommend it? I absolutely would. Yeah, it's worth watching. I just wonder do kids watch this movie? Or are they like, oh, that's like a weird indie movie? I don't yeah, know. Like I mean, I said, Haley I, Stanfield, she's, I don't know, popular with the kids, maybe. I, no
1: I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, I don't know. I don't really know how the kids access Pitch Perfect. I don't know the kids at all. So mm-hmm. I only hear like people who are like 27
0: or older telling me how great Pitch Perfect is. Now they're all watching uh, YouTube videos, which is what we're <laughs> going to talk about now. Um, can we pause in memento for a bathroom break? I'm, I'm leaving it in, but yeah, go ahead. Uh, okay. you just want to talk That's while <laughs> I go pee? So yeah, let's talk about our YouTube diets. Um, you seem to uh, want to know what I watch. I can hear you or loading some things up over there.
1: Yeah. Uh, y- when you go to like the actual home of some YouTube channels, it mm-hmm. starts like playing that one video. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just curious cause you mentioned your YouTube, y- YouTubery. Um, you I just like, said I had some videos to catch up on. <laughs> I have some videos to return. I see yeah. I'm always just curious because YouTube, I feel like is not something, at least with people I know, it doesn't enter the conversation. Hmm. Uh, you know, like I'll hear about like, Oh, here's the podcast I listen to or I need to catch up on or blah, blah, blah. um, YouTube's like this is this weird thing that's like very like I, everyone talks everyone knows that that it's the middle of night and I'm gonna watch a weird YouTube video but like I don't know that we really talk about it. so I was just kind of curious. Well, as I much mean, share
0: my, my YouTube viewing in general is like when I have time to kill, when okay. I, when I'm like at work or you know it's like it's it's just sort of like random. It's not like a plan. It's not like a TV show I sit down for or something. You know, okay, just kind of click around YouTube when you're bored okay um, so what do i watch um jenny nicholson videos of which i'm like three behind on so i think there's like a knights of ren one that looks pretty good but yeah i'm like three behind on those so i need to catch up on those she like did a couple like 45 minute long ones so it's like come on that's some time um so yeah Are these the ones that featured tony ravioli no or is that something else no that's, that's like that's like a movie fights thing from like a million years ago Okay. You know who Jenny Nicholson is, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, but she does sometimes look like Max Landis.
0: No, I don't think so.
1: She's she hasn't done a, a video of Max Landis.
0: Uh, she uh, did like a... when she was doing that like Screen Junkie show, I think he, she might have interviewed him maybe once. Okay. Yeah. But no. Um no, these are do you like not know what kind of videos. yeah I, I've, watched, I've watched i've She's of just her... like sitting on her bed talking about stuff yeah yeah yeah. yeah. giant porgs yeah mm-hmm. giant porg. yeah um so i watch those um when i am at work and i just need to like kill time and let my brain relax i, I watch a lot of blacksmithing videos so i find it satisfying um <laughs> what satisfying <laughs> yeah it's i don't know blacksmithing or like woodworking um
1: I remember the it's woodwork. Definitely you not, that
0: before. It's not a uh, skill I possess or would really be interested in trying my hand at. But it's just kind of watching people make things. I find satisfying and, and kind of like a, a let your brain relax sort of way.
1: Interesting. Mm-hmm. I love every way you put that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, like like from start to finish, like real time. Like a guy, like a b- no, no. Like, it's it's going to make a
0: chair. It, it's okay. like edited, you know. So you're just like seeing the the quick highlights of it
1: like what if keegan allen just had a youtube series where he just made things in front of you i mean
0: is he good at doing it i don't know watch so many socks well what if he's not what if he's just keegan allen yeah i'm good anyway okay. um lately i've been watching lots of various videos on writing either editing or like you know advice on getting agents just writing stuff in general you know okay book writing What's that um, like
1: is it a guy like talking to you at the camera or a person talking to you at the camera?
0: It's usually women who are like self-published authors or authors. It's like it's kind of like all authors have to have a little bit of a hustle now, it seems like. Yeah. And so Good it's things like, happen to those hustle. Yeah. They they've got their video channel there okay. to kind of support themselves. Um there's like an editor or a few editors I I saw who like do ones. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. It's good to, good to just watch to kind of load up your mind with some, some ideas before you, you know, hit the keyboard.
1: Are you going to, are you going to start your own YouTube channel about this?
0: No, definitely not. No, these are professionals.
1: Um, you might be a professional someday.
0: We'll see. You're a professional podcaster. Am I? No, I'm not getting paid for this.
1: You're getting paid in our likes and adoration. Mm
0: -hmm. Oh yeah. By the way, thank you to, uh, Gabrielle nm for the five star review appreciate it Thank you, Anyhow, Gabrielle. what else um I have watched probably more the last Jedi trailer reaction videos than anyone I've gone further along that path than anyone before um I, f- I like it's one of those things where it's like one in the morning and I'm like I need to go to bed and then it's like two in the morning and I've just been watching last Jedi reaction videos it never gets old I just I just very satisfying. Are you just, like, drinking in the hate? No, no, because this is all before the movie came out. Oh, So oh, it's, oh. like, trailer it's, reactions. I'm yeah, trailer guys. reactions. Yeah, it's, like, it's almost refreshing, you know, before the, the toxic shitstorm to see how Wait, people reacted to it.
1: So, like, when are you, are you're
0: talking about, like, recently you're watching this, or is this, like, yeah. back in the day? Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, random film podcasts, you know, like, every film painting, they they don't, he doesn't do it anymore, but, like, uh just right or lessons from the screenplay or Patrick H. Willems just I don't know. Video essays done by people who are reasonably competent at making their points and, and I don't know. There's there's some out there that are just like, oh look, another v- video essay on how Fincher's great, you know, it's like they don't really yeah. have much to say and it's not very well put together.
1: <laughs> the one the one on the
0: uh, on Fincher from the Every pa- Every Frame of Painting was just like good shit. <laughs> i mean that that is a a good version of a video essay on french there are many 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 out there that are just like look at how he uses special effects he's the best you know
1: what's up geeks let's talk about mind hunter
0: mm-hmm.
1: sorry hold on. what's up geeks let's talk about mind hunter it's your boy kylo
0: ren <laughs> kylo ren would be into mind hunter yeah so that is my youtube diet what is your youtube diet what do you watch on youtube
1: uh, a lot of the things you mentioned, uh, the every frame of painting, the the nerd writer occasionally, depending on the subject. I'm not as
0: big a fan of that guy.
1: Lessons from the screenplay is really good. Um, I like every frame of painting a lot. Lessons from the screenplay might be a lot more useful to me. Um, I discovered them through a channel called Film Formula, which is done by a young woman whose name I don't know. Um, but she does some very interesting like analysis on a lot of movies that I really like and some that I would never watch. She's ever, only very few, but she stopped doing it
0: a uh, seemingly a while ago. Oh, you know who I didn't mention was, um, Lynn, Lindsay Ellis, I say, sure. not Lindy, Lindsay Ellis. Um, I watch a lot of her videos. I feel like I end up disagreeing with her tastes quite often, but they're pretty good videos.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, so film formula is, is the first one I discovered. I was looking for something one night, and that's my thing of YouTube. Is I'm always looking for something weird. I, when I go to YouTube, it's like sometimes it's like for a certain skill, or it's like a weird rabbit hole I fall under. Like one night, I just watched a lot of. Um, this is going to sound very strange, especially to you. Hmm. But um, where they like they use the weird apparatus to like get the blackheads out?
0: You're you're just talking about popping videos,
1: yeah? Or they, they have the, the thing where it's like a professional is like using the thing and they're just like manipulating. I'm, it. They, they get I'm not aware
0: like, of this thing, but you know that's like the
1: the pussy sandworm, like the fucking like, Dune esque thing is like shooting out of the hole in people's faces. Yeah, that's a
0: corner of the internet I'm not interested in exploring myself.
1: Well, it's I mean, if you had told me like eight months ago this is a thing, I'd be like, that's disgusting. Yeah, you're There's gross. Why don't you go subreddit. watch? Why don't you go watch a video about people like uh, getting their blood drawn or yeah. whatever? But I was Art like popping. I was like, what? "Oh, I don't even. I don't even want to fuck with Reddit anymore. I'm afraid of what's on happening." right After Colby 2012 and like the come box Do on you fire,
0: know, I think SpaceX got shut down.
1: What is SpaceX again?
0: I don't know. Ask Peanut. I don't go there myself. Text
1: Peanut right now. Um, yeah. So, like weird things, and I don't know how what got me onto Film Formula, but I was and then I like saw related channels and I saw. Lessons from a screenplay, Every Frame of Painting, and nerd writer, And I was like, oh, these are these are all really interesting. Um Jen Nicholson, I, I watch sparingly, but sparingly. I do like her. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. I don't always have time for 45 minute videos. But uh I know. I, I her, enjoy her
0: humor and I feel like she's like very low key, like has like an incredible grasp or story that she doesn't get a ton of credit for.
1: Well, and, and it's 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 effortlessly buried in her affectation. Mm-hmm. She has a, I don't I, I'm assuming it's who she really is, but like she has a persona that is so seemingly cultivated. So like I have seen some of those interviews of Max Landis that you deny.
0: Why are but you like, watching those?
1: Because I wanted to see her destroy him and she is so good at making him be the least necessary thing in the universe, which is what he is. Mm. But he's actually less than that. But uh, um, after her satirical girls version of ready player one i was like you have soared higher than is possible like Mm. you you know you were icarus and uh, dayless demanding did you you watch
0: her rate the porgs video i don't think i did that one's fucking amazing i would like to see your top 10
1: i like to see your top 10 jenny nicholson videos. there's
0: also there's a video out there on that that you know that screen junkies movie fight show which is not very entertaining it's like debate club but with like movie references but like they had her and some, some like just prototypical like old guy Star Wars fan on to like argue about whether or not the Last Jedi was good, and she uh-huh. so thoroughly destroys him. It's like it's almost uncomfortable how bad this guy is. So if right, you so go Google that. You can, and that's the one of Tony Ravioli. No, okay, no, that's no, a different one.
1: I don't know what Tony Ravioli is doing. Um, so what is the what
0: is the the fake Star Wars one? Oh Nerd Crew. It? Yeah, that got boring after a while. Nerd like Crew. The, the but, joke played itself out.
1: But what is their what is their thing called?
0: Um Half in the what? Bag or Half in the Bag is Red Letter Media show. is their like
1: Red I Letter Media. So I never really was into the Mr. Plinkett videos as much. I get the value of some of them, but like I do like them occasionally for like half in the bag and stuff like that. Um when you first started tweeting about your experience of hereditary. I was like, well, I'm never gonna go see this, but I will go watch their half in the bag on Hereditary because that's as brave as I am. Um, yeah, so most of my channels that I would go to are film related, uh, or they're I don't I don't I guess I don't specifically seek out blacksmithing or chair making because you know
0: what I also like watching is um anytime they're doing some sort of like epoxy like glaze on top of a table or something or a desk. I find it very satisfying to watch them put the epoxy on. Sorry, continue. I I like that the word that you use is satisfying. Would it be worse if it was pleasing? Is it pleasing? Well, yes.
1: I, I want all the adjectives for how you feel. I'll just put a notepad in front it's of you just, when you watch all these videos, sin, you
0: know,
1: and just write down what you're feeling. We want to get in touch of your feelings. People want to get in touch with your feelings. That's what the internet's told me. Hmm. All right. Well, the internet writes me sometimes, and they're like, "What is what is Ben Jamesio feeling?" Do they? Do they really? No. Um. Which is funny because my my new my new marching orders for myself from the internet are to be more open, less accessible. But uh, um. Yeah, so film-related stuff. Occasionally, it's like I forgot how to do this thing, like hang a picture or whatever, you know. So I'll I'll watch a video about that, or I watch a lot of like film and TV show scenes. Hmm. Um, you know, like if I have to, uh, like film stuff, like Renegade Cut, every once in a while because I'm bored. You know, this is like my middle of the night. I woke up and I've got to take a shit. Like, uh, uh, what am I gonna scroll through on my phone to like? fall asleep too so like i went down one night i went down a weird rabbit hole where i was just watching some channel where the guy did like these like goofy videos about like starship designs from like star trek and i was like this is super nerdy but you know i'm gonna watch all these videos in one night because i can't sleep so the only other thing that that's pseudo related that i would regularly look at like if i'm just like i'm trying to cram food in my face and i need to watch a video for for 10 minutes you know besides like your your general honest trailers or whatever what have you was the cracked after hours videos? I became like such a hard fan for those, and then they stopped all of a sudden, and I was mm-hmm. actually really heartbroken. I didn't know how to express it because I never told anyone. Hey, I actually love these cracked after hours videos, and I was so thrilled that like a month or two ago, uh, one of the dudes has a podcast, and like Jacob Clifton posted a link to it, and and it was like uh, the one guy from the after hours videos had an issue with the other guy. And they were like having fun. Like they they came on the podcast and they were like gonna work out their issues in public. And I was like, oh shit! I didn't know anything about crack because I don't give a fuck about Cracked. But they laid off a bunch of people and their video thing went went uh, kaput. And oh, I pivot found the all video things. didn't work. Yeah, pivot the video didn't work. Which uh, take that Buzzfeed. Um, and it was so interesting it's because I was like, that buck-
0: hot on Buzzfeed today.
1: Uh, apparently, I am. A lot of people rely on Buzzfeed. It's it's a calming presence to them. They appear there a lot. It's cool. Um, I just I don't access BuzzFeed that much or what was the one that was previous like video gum stereo gum I don't know anyway um, yeah so I, I check in with cracked after hours a lot I really enjoyed those videos I became a fan um, I just don't have like a regular YouTube diet so I didn't mean to put you on the spot I was just very curious about how people in general I'm curious how people access YouTube as it's, a regular thing it's, it's a weird usually form. in
0: the last hour of my shift at work when I have a little bit of time to kill and it's slow and, okay, And I just need something to let my brain drift off. I mean, you need to really appreciate what the time you have at work has given you.
1: Mm-hmm. Like back in those days, obviously, which are long gone, where you're just like, oh, there's one night a week where I have nothing to do. So all I do is Netflix uh, or like binge Netflix shows. Hence <clears throat>
0: PLL. I once. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I miss me and I'll do my notes at work. I once spent like an entire day of work playing Borderlands 2. That was amazing.
1: Interesting interesting yeah but i mean like youtube is where i would go first before i would go to like gifs i know a lot of people like do gif responses i've like, started doing that a lot more you don't do that that's not your thing you're not well, no like, I'll,
0: I'll respond with a gif if i'm like texting with someone but like i don't okay. just like randomly go decide to look at gifs i mean i suppose okay. reddit has gifs on it but
1: also if you're out there and for some reason you think it's okay to say gif just stop just stop. Um but yeah, like I would go to Thanks I would go to graphical image format. Yeah, it's not like it's graphical image format. Come on. Um but yeah, I would go to like YouTube occasionally first as my response that was in context from my my whatever my reasons. And I'll never forget, like you hit me back with one that was perfect at the right moment. A gift. It's like a year, yeah, no, not a gift. It's a YouTube video. Hmm. I was like stressed out about something at work and you were like talking about something. And I was like, Oh, I can't cause I'm working here and I'm doing this and blah, blah, blah. And then you texted me or you, whatever format, like the, uh, the Harrison Ford clip in that one movie where it's like, I already work around the clock. And
0: I was just like, God, damn it!" I guess I'm just the Marco whisperer. Yeah, you are. Thank you. All right. Well, should we, uh, pinch this one off? Yeah, I think, I think we've said too much. <laughs> Indeed. Right. Indeed. I feel good about it. Well, uh, we'll be back towards the end of the month. Uh we're doing that, right? That's our next yeah, one? We're doing it. Yeah, yeah. We're
1: we're doing another we're doing another PL up for the end of the month for the next month. But uh let me while you
0: dance around it, let me pull up the name of this person just to thank them for our
1: next movie we want to talk about.
0: Oh yeah. So we're going to be watching a little movie called Clue, which if you haven't seen it, how dare you go watch it. Uh, it is a classic that'll be like our little Halloween show.
1: Yep. I want to thank uh, a listener named Savannah who sent us a message on Instagram suggesting it and then also Chris Evans who suggested it to us. Chris
0: Evans? Holy shit.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so <laughs> Con isn't just red herring. We'll see you in I don't know, some, some time span. Before the end of the month. Happy Halloween. Indeed. Bye-bye.